Welcome to three hours of live and local radio on WNTK 99.7 FM, New London, New Hampshire, and WUVR 98.9 FM and 1490 AM. Love it in New Hampshire. This is Saturday Sports Talk, your weekly catch-up with what's happening around the area in Upper Valley Sports. I'm Greg Fennell with you. Take a look at Dartmouth action for the coming week and the weekend, one game of which is already getting underway if you weren't paying attention to your schedule making over the past 24 hours or so. High school schedules start to get a little bit busier next week, so we'll look ahead to some of the matchups. And thinking back 25 years to the Masters in 1997, first chance I got to see golf tournament uh, at the major level down in Augusta. Some thoughts on that. And, of course, you're always welcome to join in the conversation as well. We'll get to that in one second. Of course, this is three hours of live and local. Yours truly goes up until about 10 o'clock or so. And then at 10 or shortly thereafter, we will have Bob Hingston and Rob Woodard once again for another edition of Valley Buzz. Bob's getting to be a regular thing here with uh, Rich Parker tied up with Dartmouth Men's Golf on the road someplace, somewhere. Uh, Bob's doing a lot of fill-in stuff, so uh, he'll be back again today to join Rob Woodard on Valley Buzz from uh, about 10 o'clock up until noon. And, of course, uh, also, we haven't been able to say this in a uh, little while, Red Sox Baseball on 99.7 FM coming up at uh, 3.05 today as the Sox continue their series in New York against the Yankees and details on last night's game also coming along in just a moment. Yes, you're always welcome to join in the conversation. one 3151 is the phone number. you got uh, Dapper Dan down at the studio in New London ready to take your call and get you on the air. And otherwise, we'll do what we usually do here on a Saturday morning on Saturday Sports Talk. Not everything that happened in the world of sports on Friday night made it to Saturday morning's newspaper, so we are going to read about it. Well, you couldn't make a much better first impression than Josh Donaldson did on the fans' Yankee Stadium yesterday. Donaldson, a recent off-season acquisition, picked up from the Toronto Blue Jays, or rather picked up from uh, Minnesota back on March 13th to join the Yankees. He had the game-winning hit in the 11th inning yesterday afternoon. And for the first time since 1957, the New York Yankees won a baseball game with a walk-off hit in extra innings, beating the Red Sox by a count of 6-5 to five on a game that you unfortunately heard on WNTK yesterday. Uh, it started off a beautiful day. Yankees with a really nice gesture before the game got started. They had an 11-year-old girl from Brooklyn uh, sing the Ukrainian national anthem with multiple Ukrainian flags throughout the stadium to remember those who have been killed and displaced by Vladimir Putin's barbaric war. After that, the game was very much a quick start for the Red Sox. They had a 3-0 lead in the first inning before uh, the Yankees came back to tie it. Sox took a 4-3 lead. Yanks tied it. Sox went up 5-4 in the 10th, and the Yankees tied it, but the Red Sox did not have one further lead to pick off that victory. The first walk-off win on opening day, I should say, not so much extra innings, but the first walk-off win on opening day for the Yankees since Yogi Berra creased the plate on an Andy Carey single to beat the... Washington Senators in 1957. That's when it happened. Red Sox and Yankees will try it again this afternoon. 4.05 first pitch, I believe. Maybe 4.15 first pitch, because I think it's on national TV on FS1. Uh, but regardless, 3.05 will be your broadcast time after the news and weather here on WNTK. Now, there was one note of concern from the Red Sox as a result of the game yesterday. Xander Bogarts had the satisfaction, of, uh, satisfaction I should say, of... Um, 
delivering a go-ahead RBI single in the top of the 10th inning, but in the process of running to first base, he uh, apparently suffered some sort of right hamstring injury and had to exit at the bottom of the frame. Uh, of course, New York came back tight and then won it in the 11th inning. Speaking after the game, uh, Bogarts didn't think it was anything horribly serious, and he's reasonably optimistic that he would be ready to go for the Red Sox for this afternoon's game. But you know what's going to happen if he can't. You may get a peek of the future with Trevor Story signed to play second base for the Red Sox, but with a major league career full of shortstop activity. Looks like it's going to be a game day decision from what uh, Alex Cora was saying after yesterday's game. Prior to yesterday's game, the Yankees and right fielder Aaron Judge confirmed that they would not be talking any further about the possibility of a long-term contract extension. Judge had sent a deadline or set a deadline of the start of the regular season to get those contract negotiations wrapped up did not happen. He spoke yesterday before the game saying, quote, I'm just uh, disappointed because I have been vocal about wanting to be a Yankee for life. Uh, so as of right now, it does not appear that Judge and the Yankees are on the same page. He would be eligible for free agency after the completion of next uh, of the current season, I should say, but Judge would not be able to sign with another team until six days after the completion of the World Series. To the scoreboard yesterday, aside from the Yankees edging the Red Sox in extras in the American League, Detroit won with two runs in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Chicago White Sox 5-4. to four. That happened on a replay review on the game-winning hit to, to give the Tigers a victory on that one. Baltimore loses to Tampa Bay 2-1. They'll be doing a lot of losing this year. The Orioles, once again, Seattle over Minnesota 2-1. Toronto beat Texas 10-8, coming back from a seven-run deficit. They were down 7 nothing halfway through the fourth inning and came all the way back to pick it up. Got the winning run in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning. Got one more in the eighth for insurance. Houston all over the Angels 13-6. Interleague play, Philadelphia beat Oakland 9-5. On the National League side, uh, Dodgers winning in Colorado 5-3. Uh, Craig Kimbrell getting the save for the Dodgers in his debut. Walker Bueller with the victory. San Francisco top Miami 6-5 in uh, 10 innings. Also yesterday, the Mets a 7-3 win in Washington. The uh, Nationals, if nothing else, they're going to be lousy, but they're going to be feisty. They've hit Mets with four pitches so far in the two games they played. The last one yesterday led to a bench-clearing altercation afterward in which the Washington's pitcher uh, and uh, third base coach both got ejected. Atlanta 7-6 beating Cincinnati. Milwaukee at the Cubs postponed by rain. They'll make it up in May. And San Diego a winner over Arizona. 3 to nothing yesterday. Well, the weekend couldn't come soon enough for many players at the Masters. Uh, really, they did not uh, have much of a choice in what to deal with yesterday. Winds picked up, blowing 20 to 30 miles an hour from west to east that threw uh, all sorts of havoc at competitors at Augusta National Golf Club. And then they also had to watch world number one Scotty Scheffler roll in birdie putts and wonder why many of theirs wouldn't go in as well. Scheffler is the hottest golfer on the tour right now with three wins since... February, he shot up to the number one spot in the world golf rankings. And then yesterday, he matched the low round of the day, five under par 67. They gave him a five-shot lead through two rounds, and that ties the Masters record for a lead through 36 holes of play. The last four guys who did it all won, most recently Jordan Spieth in 2015. Spieth, one of the notable people, by the way, who did not make the cut yesterday at four over par. Uh, guys behind uh, Shuffler right now on the chase, Charles, Charles Schwartzel, Sunjay Im, who had the lead with a 67 after the first round. Shane Lowry and Hideki Matsuyama are all five shots back in the group. Six shots back, Harold Varner the third, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, all from the United States, along with Englishman Cameron, or I should say New Zealander, or maybe it's Australian, Cameron Smith. 
Uh, Tiger Woods, really the story of the Masters, did make the cut. He did have some struggles yesterday, but a couple of back nine birdies secured a uh, second round 74. He's at two over par, making the cut, but not likely to compete for the championship as he is still showing signs of recovery from his leg injuries from the accident of last year. To the NHL, Charlie Coyle keeps the Boston Bruins moving to the point where they may no longer be a wildcard team in the NHL playoffs. Charlie Coyle? 123 left in overtime with a game-winning goal. Boston wins in Tampa Bay 2-1 last night at Amelie Arena in uh, St. Petersburg or Tampa, one of those places. What the win did was vault the Bruins over Tampa into the third spot in the Atlantic Division, dropping Tampa into a wild-card spot. There really isn't a whole lot of doubt who's going to make the postseason from the Eastern Conference. It's just a matter of shuffling things around, and the Bruins have been on a tear to do that shuffling. Louis DeBrusque, or I should say uh, Jake DeBrusque, also had another goal for the Bruins and goaltender Lidus Olmark, 28 saves. They have won four of their past five and have improved to 45-21 and five on the season. Have the Bruins, uh, who I'm not sure who they play next. We can check that out in a moment. Let's go to the scoreboard from last night. Aside from the Bruins' overtime win, Florida victorious over uh, Buffalo 4-3. Owen Power, by the way, from the University of Michigan, high draft pick of the Sabres, signed a contract yesterday with the Wolverines, of course, getting knocked out of the NCAA playoffs Thursday down in Boston. Islanders, a 2-1 winner in Carolina. St. Louis 4-3 over Minnesota, and an overtime win for Colorado in Winnipeg, 5-4, the final count on that one. Quick scan down the schedule. Bruins have today off, but they will host the Washington Capitals, or I should say will go to the Washington Capitals on Sunday afternoon. Most teams still have 10 to 12 games left on their schedule, so there still could be some shuffling in both the Eastern and Western conferences as far as the playoff spots are concerned. But in the East, there is an 11-point gap between Washington, the second wildcard team, and the New York Islanders, who are the closest to them. So it's not likely that the uh, Islanders will overtake Washington. It would take something catastrophic, but... These are the caps. Uh, teams in the Metropolitan Division, Carolina, is in the playoffs. Rangers and Pittsburgh right behind. Florida has clinched the playoff spot out of the Atlantic. Toronto and Boston right behind. On the western side, Colorado, the only team in the west to clinch a spot. They, Minnesota, and St. Louis are the top three in the central. Calgary, Edmonton, the Kings in the Pacific top three. Nashville and Dallas holding the two wildcard spots at this time. But Vegas is two points behind the Stars. Uh, and Vancouver is six back in Winnipeg seven back so with 10 11 12 games left for most cases there's still room for maneuvering for those wild card spots in the west dryden mckay minnesota state goaltender wins the hobie baker award that was handed out yesterday emblematic of the top player in college hockey beating out denver forward bobby Brankley, prospect for the philadelphia flyers and undrafted minnesota forward ben myers uh, dryden mckay it's an interesting story his parents wanted to name him dylan but had second thoughts because Dylan McKay is a character in Beverly Hills 90120. If you don't know what that is, do your research. They changed their mind and named him Dryden after Ken Dryden, who was a favorite of uh, Dryden's dad, who himself was a goaltender as well. McKay will be in the net, of course, tonight as Minnesota State takes on Denver for the NCAA championship down at TD Garden at 8 o'clock. NBA scoreboard last night, Milwaukee 131, Denver, uh, Detroit 102, New York beating the Wizards 114-92. Brooklyn over Cleveland, 118-107. Toronto, 117. The Rockets, 115. Heat trying to lock down the number one seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They beat the Atlanta Hawks, 113-109. Hornets beat the Bulls, 133-117. Dallas destroys Portland, 128-78. Phoenix, 111-105 over Utah. The Lakers now out of the playoff picture. Winners at home over Oklahoma City, 
120-101. Celtics wrap up the regular season tomorrow night in Memphis. They will be either the 2, 3, or 4 seed in the East, depending on what happens with them and, of course, what happens with the Philadelphia 76ers, who have two games left in the regular season. So right now, as things stand, if the Celtics finish third, they would take on Chicago in the quarterfinals. If they move up to two, they would get a play-in winner. If they stayed at three or moved down to four, they would get the uh, Toronto Raptors for the playoffs sometime uh, next week. But they'll have to wait through the play-in first before they get that far. Tyrone Matthew uh, expressing regret and disappointment that he will no longer be a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Talking to the Kansas City Star yesterday, Matthew said he was depressed to learn that the Chiefs had uh, signed younger safety Justin Reed to a three-year $31.5 million contract, which pretty much guarantees that Matthew will be looking for another place in the future. Miami Dolphins hosting free agent linebacker Reuben Foster for a workout, according to NFL.com. Foster, of course, played spectacularly with San Francisco uh, in 2017, uh, did not play a single snap in 2018, then uh, eventually got released by the 49ers because of a domestic violence charge. Washington picked him up, but he had a lot of injuries for uh, what was then the Washington football team, uh, tearing two knee ligaments in uh, the middle of organized team activities in 2019. Hasn't played since, uh, so we'll see if he gets back into the NFL. Interesting signing by the Philadelphia Eagles. Olympic hurdler and former Oregon wide receiver Devin Allen joining the team on a three-year deal. This has uh, Bullet Bob Hayes all over it. And if you don't know who he is, do your research. Major League Soccer, New England Revolution trying to break a four-match losing streak on the road at the perhaps most hapless team in Major League Soccer. That would be David Beckham's Inter-Miami, which has done nothing since joining the league three years ago. Both teams won at the other team's building last year with the Revolution getting a 5-0 win down at DRVPNK Stadium, where this afternoon's match will take place. Revolution has uh, added some goalkeeping help, picked up Serbian international Jordi Petrovic from a club in Serbia earlier this week. Of course, this move being made knowing that American international Matt Turner is leaving for Arsenal this summer. New England uh, won't learn its uh, matchup in the U.S. Open Cup draw for a little while. 17 Major League Soccer teams entered the competition via the draw yesterday, but because uh, they are one of the better squads, one of eight better squads in Major League Soccer, the Revolution won't enter until the round of 32 and probably won't learn its matchup until sometime around the end of the month. U.S. international Gio Reyna left his Bundesliga match with Borussia Dortmund with yet another hamstring injury yesterday. This is the same part of the body that led him to miss a load of World Cup qualifying matches when he came back for a couple of the last two before the americans did qualify for connor he showed some of his skill with a fantastic 60-yard dribbling run through the middle of the mexican defense down at estadio azteca ended up in a tackle outside the box but still gave you an idea of what the teenager can do nascar down at martinsville for the weekend they'll have the cup series race tonight the uh, mouthful of blue emu maximum pain relief 400 down at the paperclip. Formula One racing in Australia. That Grand Prix will start about 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time uh, tonight. And finally, uh, from the baseball world, a neat scene from uh, Class A ball down in Florida yesterday. Rachel Balkovic, if you've not paid attention to the story, uh, this young lady is the manager of the Class A uh, squad for the Yankees, the Tampa Tarpons. The first woman, obviously, to be put in this position. The 31-year-old uh, drew cheers from young girls at their season opener yesterday down in Lakeland, Florida. A 9-6 win for the Tarpons. Uh, signed autographs, got a lot of cheers, uh, which he found quite unusual, but also quite nice. And now taking on the job of managing a low-level minor league team. Uh, first woman to do so, really making it interesting. Here's an interesting sidelight from that game. Former member of the Upper Valley Nighthawks played in it. 
One-time uh, Shea Fengraff house guest Aaron Hazy was in the contest for the Lakeland Flying Tigers through an inning and a third with one hit allowed, one walk, one strikeout. The uh, Tarpons, by the way, got the 9-6 win for Balkovic in her debut. That does it for Read About It. It's 9:22. I'm Greg Fennell, and we'll take a look at Dartmouth action when we come back here on the program here on WNTK and WUVR. Sox baseball 305 today as the Sox take on the New York Yankees up at Yankee Stadium or down at Yankee Stadium from here uh, the uh, orientation so uh, plenty of live action here on uh, NTK and UVR and it's great to have the Yankee or the uh, Red Sox you know on the Yankees heck with the Yankees it's great to have the Red Sox back it's uh, neat to have uh, baseball on the radio I know last year was a little bit weird uh, the year after that or before that even weirder because that's how the uh, when the uh, pandemic broke out and all we had was a 60-game regular season. It, it has seemed a little strange getting the baseball season going this year. I, I did have the Sox game on all day yesterday. I had the Masters on all day yesterday while, while working. Um, it didn't feel quite the same because we had that stupid lockout that did not have to happen, uh, delaying the start of spring training, which really kind of crammed everything into three weeks. It normally takes about six. So I suspect that there's going to be some adjustments uh, on the Major League Baseball side. You're not going to see pitchers go that deep uh, for these early, you know, first month of games or, or so. Uh, not that they are anymore. The the complete game is pretty much uh, a, uh, a bygone uh, conclusion. But uh, I think you're going to start seeing uh, more guys get into games, uh, especially on the mound, as we go through the early part of this season to make up for losing the better part of three weeks of uh, spring training because of that. Uh, it was kind of neat, though, when I was doing the research to get ready for read about it today and see that, that Hazy, uh, Aaron Hazy, formerly from the uh, Nighthawks, back in 2019, I think it was, uh, he was the stopper, the uh, closer for the uh, Nighthawks that year. He had nine saves, I think, in 11 opportunities, uh, something like that, and ended up being named the closer of the year in the New England Collegiate Baseball League. He got drafted last year by the Tigers, signed. He's a Wichita State kid. Or, yeah, Wichita State and uh, played three games of the Rookie League, three games with Lakeland in the Florida State League. That's where he's starting this year as a, apparently a middle reliever, uh, although I believe he has aspirations to go to starting pitching. We shall see. I haven't texted him in a while, but uh, it'd, be, it'd be good to catch up with him. Let's bring things back 
to the Upper Valley here, uh, Dartmouth weekend going on. And in fact, uh, the weekend schedule has already gotten started uh, because of the forecast of rain, which should be starting probably pretty soon, possibly before we get done with uh, Saturday Sports Talk today. Uh, Dartmouth and Brown uh, adjusted their softball schedule. The uh, Big Green and the Bears playing right now at the Dartmouth Softball Park, and uh, Dartmouth with a run in the first inning has a one nothing lead in uh, the bottom of the second. Brooke Plonka back in the circle for, uh, for the Big Green in this one, and uh, a big week for her as she picked up the Ivy League's uh, Pitcher of the Week award for throwing so well down at Princeton last week. The Big Green took two out of three with the two wins both coming by way of shutout, which is uh, obviously a very encouraging thing to see from the Big Green, uh, which has been playing pretty well lately. They went into this weekend series on a four-game win streak, uh, dropped the opener against Yale last week, took the final two, including a well-pitched uh, Plunkett effort, uh, not Yale, but Princeton, uh, with uh, Plonka playing uh, a very big role in that uh, to get the sweep. And now uh, the bats are starting to come around. Uh, Mary Beth Cahalan with a couple of home runs lately. Uh, we've also seen uh, other big bats come through uh, for the Big Green uh, with uh, victories over Yale two weeks ago and then over Princeton this past weekend. Uh, and that puts Dartmouth in a decent position so far, but still uh, a ways to go here in the uh, Ivy League softball season. They are going into the weekend fourth in the league, Princeton, Harvard, Penn above them. That's kind of a neat thing to point out, that they took two out of three from a team that was at the top of the standings when last weekend rolled around. That's very uh, very promising. They have the best win streak in the league going into the weekend against a Brown program, which is uh, three and six in league play, getting started on the weekend and uh, 11 and 15 overall. Ignore that 9 and 20 record for Dartmouth. The Big Green played some very, very good competition in the early part of its schedule, of course, you know, everything being done down to the south. They, uh, they had a game uh, down in uh, South Carolina against the Big Ten foe, University of Maryland. They played number 10, uh, 17 Tennessee at the Tennessee Invitational. They played Virginia. They played a couple of Georgia State. They played at 16th-ranked Georgia. Uh, Big Ten foe Illinois, uh, Georgia Tech for a pair. They played some real big programs and played some of them really well. They didn't get a whole lot of victories, but that wasn't the point. That's what coaches do when they schedule that kind of competition to help you learn where your weaknesses are and to give you something to focus upon when the games that really matter, the Ivy League games, uh, come along. So second inning right now, Dartmouth up by a count of one to nothing. They will play the one game today, and then tomorrow will be the doubleheader that's normally on Saturdays. They'll play 12:30, and then probably 2:30 or thereabouts uh, to complete the weekend against Brown and try to maintain that uh, upper half of the division spot in the Ivy League standings. Remember, like baseball, top two teams at the end of the regular season play in the best of three Ivy League championship series for the NCAA bid. So, you know, keep an eye on softball. They've uh, shown some promise over the past couple of weeks. Speaking of the Diamond, a uh, tough road test for the Big Green baseball squad, which is doing okay through the opening part of the regular season. 3-3 three and three in league play, 10-12 and 12 overall down at uh, Yale Field, taking on Yale uh, for the weekend. Their schedule not being altered by the weather. Playing two games uh, today, uh, starting at uh, about noon, I believe, and then one game tomorrow. Uh, and it's, a, it's quite a road trip, a tough one for the Big Green to get into uh, in a log-jammed Ivy League situation. Harvard, going into the weekend, has the league lead with a 5-1 and one record. Penn, Yale, Columbia, all 4-2. and two. Columbia, usually one of the stronger programs in the league. And then Dartmouth at 3-3, three and three, Cornell, Brown, and Princeton finishing it off. Um, 
what makes this tough? Well, part of it is uh, Yale is usually a very good team. Uh, they had uh, the Big Green a battle to go up against the uh, Penn Quakers last weekend before going into the uh, season series or the weekend series down at what is officially called George H.W. Bush Field. I think you know who that is. The uh, Big Green down at Penn, down at Michael John Stadium last weekend. Only got one win, uh, dropping the finale on Sunday, 10-9. So winnable contest there and then getting waxed at UMass Lowell in non-week play during the middle of the week. So uh, three at Yale, two today starting at 1130, one tomorrow at noon. Then they have a non-league game at Albany on Wednesday. And then next weekend, uh, three at Red Raw Field against uh, Southern Dwelling Princeton. There's an opportunity to move up the standings for Dartmouth baseball come next weekend. Uh, one note for uh, Dartmouth baseball, if you didn't catch it, uh, the Big Green does have two guys pitching in the majors this year. Of course, one you know, Kyle Hendricks. He got the start for the uh, Cubs in their opener on uh, Thursday and actually did get the win uh, in, the, in that contest. His third straight opening day start uh, usually gets reserved for the ace of the staff, and for the most part, Hendricks has proved it. He's sort of uh, Greg Maddox light in the way that he approaches the game, but uh, really has had quite a career so far. 83-55 uh, career record, more than 1,200 innings, 3.36 ERA going into the weekend. And then uh, Cole Sulser dealt from Baltimore to Miami uh, earlier in the week. Uh, he was on the opening day roster for the Marlins, uh, had uh, 86 appearances with the Orioles and Tampa last year. Uh, 3.18 earned run average, 13 saves, and a 6-9 and nine record. So I would suspect we'll see him in a relief role as he uh, evolves for the Marlins this coming season. Lacrosse, even though um, softball's had to adjust its schedule because of the weather, uh, no change for lacrosse. Everything's going on as scheduled today. It starts off at noon with the men taking on fifth-ranked Yale. Dartmouth still trying to... Uh, break that schneid of multiple years. Have not won an Ivy League contest in, uh, I believe it's 30 games or something like that. They've had some close calls. This season's had some uh, games that they probably could have won, especially last week with number 7 Cornell in town uh, dropping an 8-7 decision at uh, Scully Fahey Field. Uh, the only other league game they've played so far this year was a 19-10 loss down at number 15 Harvard a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but Yale, fifth in the country, uh, one of the better lacrosse programs in the Northeast and certainly in the Ivy League. Uh, it'll be a big challenge, especially given the last time the two got together three years ago. The Bulldogs had a 20-8 to victory in that affair. Uh, Dartmouth did have uh, a road loss, or they did have a loss uh, earlier in the week, non-league play, 14-13 to Stony Brook. And then women's lacrosse will go this afternoon, 3-30 at Scully Fahey. Uh, two teams yet to get a win in Ivy League play this season with Dartmouth and Columbia. Uh, Dartmouth 2-7 and seven overall, 0-3 and three in the league. Columbia 2-8 and eight overall, 0-2 and two in the league. And uh, they will uh, engage at 3.30 at Scully Fahey to uh, get that uh, one win, uh, at least hopefully for the Big Green. Uh, despite getting 23 goals from Katie Elder so far this year and 14 from Katina Christensen, uh, offense has not been necessarily the Big Green's strong suit. But against another team of similar record, I see this as an opportunity for Dartmouth to have some success today. It is 9.36. Let's take a timeout, and we'll look ahead to the coming schedule in high school sports where things start to pick up a little bit around the area. Details coming up next. I'm Greg, and this is Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK, WUER.
a song like an editorial remote. Nobody in the country, nobody on the planet throws you a Ramona song every Saturday morning at some point. So if you need that little kick in the butt, tune in right about now on Saturday Sports Talk. We'll give you a little bit of taste of the greatest band to come out of New York City in the 1970s. Yeah, better than the New York Dolls. Better than television. All those bands came out of CBGB's Ramona. Take that to the bank. Greg Fennell with you here on... Saturday Sports Talk, thanks to Dapper Dan. I think he's uh, probably getting an education on all this punk rock and new wave I like to throw at him here, uh, which is good. It's good stuff. The uh, high school schedule is going to start to pick up a little bit next week. We had a few uh, events here and there this week, at least that which could be uh, played around the weather. Uh, Lebanon Boys Tennis, fresh off of a state championship in the NHIAA last year. Uh, solid in their opener down at the CCBA courts yesterday. 5 nothing beating St. Thomas. Uh, I believe uh, two of the matches, the Arado brothers, Nolan and Mason, both won 8-0. And I think between the other three points decided before rain stopped action for the day. Um, I think all the others were 8-1 wins. So uh, very solid win for the Raiders, who uh, are replacing quite a few players uh, in the lineup after last year's championship. But they do have uh, Tammy Arado as the uh, co-head coach, she and her husband, I believe, are uh, the two that oversee the program, and Tammy also is the director of tennis up here at the River Valley Club, if I'm not mistaken. So certainly somebody with uh, a fair uh, tennis acumen uh, to uh, take charge of the Raiders and continue their progress in the division. Uh, as for today, I think there's just one event on the schedule, uh, if uh, it is even being played, Woodstock uh, lacrosse, I guess girls lacrosse at Mount Mansfield. Um, have had other contests, like there was a... As boys, I believe, is on the road because uh, Woodstock and Hartford girls were supposed to play today, but that game got pushed back for about a week and a half, I would guess, because of field conditions. Don't know for sure. Anyway, um, what's happening next week? We're going to start to see the debut of several programs, uh, including the debut of the latest coach of uh, Lebanon softball, Lebanon High hiring a new coach in the offseason, that being Bethany Robinson, and she will uh, take the Raiders into their first game of the season on Monday at home, scheduled to host Winnesquam. Lebanon has played down a division from its school size for a few years because the program just hasn't been very competitive. Um, was starting to show some signs uh, in recent years, but just not quite enough to be what they used to be back in the 90s when they competed for state titles. Uh, so Bethany gets her first crack at coaching the Raiders on Mondays. They host Winnesquam over here at Lebanon High School. The uh, Windsor softball program is also in action on Monday uh, with uh, Kelsey Mason, the brand-new coach of the program, taking over the Yellow Jackets this season, and they will find themselves on the road at Burr and Burton. Only baseball game on the schedule on Monday has Newport uh, in action, taking on uh, Newfound in Bristol. Uh, of course, Newport coached this season by Jay Blaine for, I believe, his second year with the Tigers uh, as he gets his season going. And then tennis matches obviously will fill the schedule. Hanover girls back in action. Stevens girls playing. Hanover boys hosting Nashua South. Uh, strangely, the Hanover girls who got a win uh, earlier in the week against Londonderry. Their match was actually played on the hard courts at Dartmouth's alumni gym outdoors over by Memorial Field. Normally, the Bears play their home games up at Storrs Pond Recreation Area, but the courts were apparently too waterlogged. I would presume snow melt still an issue up there. Uh, so we'll see where that Hammer Boys Tennis match gets played, if indeed it gets played there. Sometimes they go indoors at the Boss Center if the weather is uh, uh, inclement and Dartmouth doesn't have any college stuff going on, which is, again, another sign of that we're, we're getting closer and closer to normal 
uh, even in the midst of the ongoing COVID pandemic, that it's not uh, as bad as it has been. Uh, Lacrosse will see some action. Hanover boys debuting their season on the road at Manchester Memorial on Monday. Uh, Girls at home, Woodstock at least against Harwood. Hartford will have its opener uh, Monday night up at Burlington. We'll see some track action as well. Uh, Oxbow getting in action up at South uh, Burlington. Newport hosting Stevens uh, to wrap up a, a, a modestly busy Monday. But again, if the weather holds out, that's the big question. Baseball on Tuesday. Uh, White River Valley, uh, I believe state champion from last year, uh, hosting Rivendell, a program that uh, certainly has had its successes in soccer and basketball in recent years, but has not been able to uh, duplicate that on the baseball diamond. Eric Reichert has coached that team since uh, God was knee-high to a groundhog. I think this is something like his 34th year in charge. Uh, Keeps uh, coming back and keeps working with these Rivendell Raptors. And, of course, uh, Devin Silly, the uh, head coach of the uh, White River Valley Wildcats, somebody who went through the Jim Ballou coaching system at South Royalton School years ago. Jim, the legendary coach of the Royals, multiple state champions, teaching his kids how to play small ball in a way that you just don't see very often uh, anywhere uh, at uh, any level of baseball. Always fun to watch them play some ball. So they'll play on uh, on Tuesday. Thetford Softball's debut scheduled for Tuesday. They have, I believe it was Twinfield in town. Yes, that is the case. And uh, Thetford, one of those schools with a brand-new coach, Michelle Morgan, taking over on the uh, softball diamond this year for the Panthers. So they'll have their debut on Tuesday, weather and field conditions permitting. We'll get boys lacrosse debuts for Lebanon and Stevens. The Raiders on the road at Trinity. Stevens at home to Campbell. Uh, Hanover boys tennis again in action as well on Tuesday. What makes the schedule so spotty at this time of the year is, uh, of course, not just the uh, a, a fractious weather, but we're still seeing uh, snow melt in some places. I remember years ago that uh, Tom Frederick down at Sunapee High School would never schedule a home game for Lakers softball or baseball until May because their fields were so slow to dry because it got so uh, little sunshine. And there are other fields around here, other facilities around here, like Storrs Ponds uh, tennis courts, that are the same way. But you put on top of that spring vacation, um, some schools off this week, some next week, some the week after that. Uh, So what you end up seeing is a number of schools try to cram in like some tennis matches, two or three or four tennis matches in the opening week and then not play again for two weeks or three weeks in some cases. Uh, You might get a lacrosse game here or there because their fields can take the abuse uh, that a baseball diamond can't take because of the slippery conditions on the dirt that happen when things get too wet. Uh, That's why the schedule this time of the year just is not very busy at all. Uh, Baseball coming up on Wednesday will get the debut of another new coach in Mascoma High School, uh, Hunter Campbell, taking over for uh, Dave Isom in charge of the Mascoma baseball program, and they will open up down at Fall Mountain, same day that the softball squad plays the Wildcats. Newport baseball is a date at Hillsboro Daring on Wednesday. Stevens boys lacrosse in action at Trinity. Hartford girls at home to Brattleboro. That'll be a night game up at the uh, Hartford uh, Alumni Athletic Complex, also known high, as the high school football field, uh, pending weather, of course. Hanover girls tennis in action. Stevens girls tennis in action. Another match for the Hanover boys, uh, who are going to probably have about a half dozen games under their belt but by the time their spring break rolls around. Uh, track and field action for Mascoma and Newport as well. Softball uh, for Stevens. That's been one of the programs that's been uh, doing pretty well for years. Uh, under uh, Melissa Nichols' guidance, uh, quite frequently quarterfinal, semifinal caliber program, and they will get a season going on Thursday 
with a, a trip down to where, 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 there, Jan Stark, hosting Stevens Baseball and Softball. And, of course, uh, don't forget that uh, Stevens Baseball has a new coach this season. Uh, Paul Silva decided to step down after about a dozen years and uh, moving into that spot, Bill Bundy, taking over the Stevens Cardinals to uh, help them continue their progress. Oxbow, Hartford, Rivendell, White River Valley all in action on the baseball diamond coming up on a Thursday. Uh, Woodstock Boys Lacrosse, Lebanon and Hartford Boys Lacrosse all playing on Thursday. Hartford debuting its season down at Mount Anthony. Girls and boys tennis for Hanover on the uh, docket as well. Woodstock baseball debut will be on uh, Friday next week. It's another season for Jason Tarleton. Another one of these guys who has uh, served well and served for long periods of time like Eric Reichert at Rivendell. Uh, Jason's been there 22 years, I think, maybe going into 23 seasons with the uh, Woodstock Wasps. They've got MSJ coming in on uh, Friday, weather and field conditions permitting. Lebanon Baseball scheduled to open its season at Interlakes. I think this is the program to watch, aside from Hanover Baseball, which uh, still won't be debuting until sometime next week. Uh, Chauncey Wood back for his second season with the Raiders. Uh, they've got uh, Braden Falzerano as the ace on the mound. He is committed to play baseball, I believe, down at Wesleyan uh, University in Connecticut. Uh, and, of course, we know how athletic the Raiders are from their successes in uh, football and basketball over the school year. So I'm excited to see what Lebanon baseball can do. They are at Interlakes. Uh, my mistake, that's softball. Uh, I apologize. But Lebanon baseball will be getting in action here really, really soon. And uh, then on the weekend, next weekend, Hartford, Oxbow, Thetford, Windsor, White River Valley softball, most of whom will not have played yet, will get their seasons going as well. It'll pick up. Probably won't pick up till the end of April, but it will pick up for the high school sports in the Upper Valley. Let's take one more time out. This, of course, is Masters Week. It's been fun to watch so far. A lot of fun to watch for the first time 25 years ago. Some thoughts on that when we come back on Saturday Sports Talk in just a second. I think it's going to be Tears for Fears, Stuff for the Children, your uh, mandatory Ramones, I, I Want to Be a Good Boy. I think that was off of the original Ramones release. 
Waitresses, Girls Got Do, and you're listening to Montreal's Men Without Hats. And I got the message from the album, Rhythm of You. Something for you to feel you for here on Saturday Sports Talk at 9.55. Greg Fennell with you for a couple of more minutes. I would be remiss to not give credit to the folks here, obviously, at the Hilton Garden Inn. We uh, take a spot in one of the conference rooms to do this for three hours every Saturday morning. And sometimes you hear the noise in the background, people in the lobby getting ready to head out. This is often a spot where Dartmouth College athletic uh, opponents show up. So I've seen hockey teams here, basketball teams here, lacrosse teams here so far. If um, if they had to be playing right now, 9 o'clock start at Dartmouth today, I think we would have seen the Brown softball team here. So... Uh, thank you to the folks here at Hilton Garden Inn who host us every Saturday, and of course to Dapper Dan who finds all this good music for us. That uh, Dartmouth game, by the way, um, softball game that started at 9 o'clock this morning is now in the top of the fourth inning with a 1-1 tie. Dartmouth getting its run on a Billy McFadden solo home run in the bottom of the first inning, but just gave up an unearned run thanks to a couple of errors in the top of the third. So Dartmouth and Brown softball 1-1, playing the single game today, two games tomorrow starting at 12.30. This has been, of course, Masters Week. Uh, Tiger Woods, the big story, coming back from that horrible accident uh, 14 months ago in which uh, doctors wondered if he'd ever be able to walk again. Obvious parallels to... Um, I keep wanting to say Sam Snead, but that's not right. The, the name escapes me from back in the 50s. But anyway, um, deservedly so, getting the coverage. But uh, from a championship standpoint, I think it's a big ask for him to try to come back from not having played a round of competitive golf since, uh, I think it might have been the last Masters he was at in 2020, or thereabouts, uh, November of 2020. So um, I think that's a bit much of an ask. But really what's been, been neat for me is I, w- I was cleaning the house last week and ran into my press pass from the 1997 Masters. Uh, the first time I got to cover a tournament down there, I ended up doing six of them. Uh, of course, 97 was Tiger's first Masters as a professional, and anybody who knows Tiger Woods' history remember that not only was that his first win at the Masters, but it was the record-setting win. I think it was a 15-stroke victory over Constantino Roca. The championship was not in doubt come Sunday, and I remember, I don't remember much about the stories I wrote. I tried to do something about the Tiger phenomenon, uh, but it never really came about. But the one thing I remember about trying it was I was following him on the first day of the tournament uh, when he shot a 40, a 4 over 40 in the first nine holes. And we were walking down uh, after his tee ball on the 11th, uh, went, I think, off to the left. Not out of play, but certainly not an ideal uh, lie. And I'm walking down, and somebody walks past me in the opposite direction, and I hear him say, Tiger, you're not ready. And never has a prediction been so off the mark that I can recall as that one, because as you might remember, he came back with a uh, backside 32, finished with a 72 even par, and then just tore from there. Um, I don't recall a lot about the stories I wrote that week, but I do recall that Sunday of the tournament when everything was all set, I grabbed a chair, I plopped my butt down on the 16th green, and watched the parade go by. And that was a fun afternoon, talking with some folks from Atlanta to uh, cap off my first of uh, six opportunities to go cover the Masters. That's why it's so special to me at time of the year. Well, that's it for today's edition of Saturday Sports Talk. Uh, it'll start getting busy next week. I think we'll have more stuff to talk about, uh, both from the high school standpoint and the Dartmouth standpoint. Until then, Bob Hingston and Rob Woodard coming up in just a moment with uh, Bob filling in for Rich Parker once again for Valley Buzz. After the 10 o'clock news and weather, that'll carry you up until 12 noon. And, of course, Red Sox baseball, 3.05 today, Sox and Yankees. 
and Yankee Stadium continuing their series. I'm Greg Fettel. You've been listening to Saturday Sports Talk right here on WNTK and WUBR. Have a great weekend, everybody.